0: And now I would like to, I can't help but talk about love, given that tomorrow is Valentine's Day. I couldn't avoid it. It felt like it was just coming right at me. So I have a few things that I'd like to say about love. The first is I was curious, maybe many of you know, but I did not. I was curious how it is that we came to um, call this day Valentine's Day. And I read that the ancient Romans were... Quite possibly responsible for the name, um, in that Emperor Claudius II executed two men whose name last names were Valentine on February 14th in the third century A.D. and they were martyred by the Christian or Catholic Church at that time, and they were martyred and then turned into saints, and that became the Saint Valentine's Day. So it's actually part of a Roman, you know, there's a lineage through the Roman uh, timeline, and. So as Christians celebrated this um, St. This Valentine's Day for the saints, it then was taken on by our more secular world and started being celebrated as more of a commercial celebration of romance and love. Um, and now it's of course celebrated around the world in many different countries. Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting to know the roots of that. Many words embody the range and variety of different types of love. Um, as I was just thinking about it, I was jotting down some words that come to my mind about love um, deep affection, fondness, tenderness, warmth, intimacy, attachment, endearment, devotion, adoration, uh, worship, passion, ardor, desire, lust, yearning, infatuation. Um, And besottedness, which is a word I saw that came up around love. I love that besotted and besotted with someone or something. Um, The Bible says that God is love and that humans crave love from the moment they're born. That love is just part of our system. Um, in, to such a degree, and I think that's interesting because we talk in the spiritual world about why it is that we long for a connection to the divine and to the unfolding of um, Why it is that we're here and what is our purpose and why is that in sort of built in naturally into each of us and you if you look at love as being maybe the root of that that being in relationship through love is something that is just, it's our craving. We want to have that in our life in many different ways. Um, I was intrigued to find out that there are a thousand different ways to say love in Italian. So I think when we get out of COVID, we should go to Italy because I'm curious about the thousand different ways to say love. Because, um, <clears throat> And of course we know in our vernacular in the English language, when we say we use love for everything, I love pickles, I love the, flowers. I love the sunset. I love this person. We use it very broadly, um, but in, in ancient uh, ways and in other languages, it's very specific. You wouldn't use one uh, word for love in a, in other ways. You would only use it when it's in its appropriate um, manner. So in, um, in the Greek versions, they have seven or eight generally accepted versions of love. Um, the first one is philia, and it's a, that means affectionate love. That's the love uh, not romantic that would occur between friends and family members. So we have philia love around our circle here. Um, the second is pragma, <clears throat> excuse me, and that's enduring love. The third is storge, it's familiar love. And then eros, which is romantic love. And uh, ludus, which is playful love. And mania, which is not included in all lists, but it's obsessive love, of course. Um, so I guess some don't want to actually include that as part of the love <laughs> the love train. And uh, phyllocia, which is self-love. And finally, agape, selfless love. The deepest expression of love is always selfless, always. It says selfless love is as involuntary as your breath. Is it a responding that comes out of us without giving any thought to what is needed in the moment that we just naturally exude a response of love, that that's our our, um, default, that's where we are at all times. That is um, the most profound way to be in love where it isn't calculated or it isn't dependent upon somebody else or something else. It's just simply how we are. So today I'd like to talk about just three different types of love. The first is the love for the divine, the source of all creation. Whether you believe that the divine is separate from all of creation, panentheism, the the word for that is panentheism, or if you believe that the divine and the universe carry the same essence, pantheism. If you believe that we come from the divine and therefore can't help but be a piece of the divine, We have to carry that. If we are from that, and we are birthed from the divine, there are fragments and pieces and sparks of the divine that are always carried through us. Um, I believe that all of us are here in this circle because we have an interest in and an investment in being in relationship with the divine. Um, Otherwise, we wouldn't be called to be together. And that we are looking for the divine, both in us and outside of us. Um, and finding ways to make that connection and to deepen into that connection. Um, That's a journey, that's a life journey. The journey for our relationship with the divine and how we find that connection, that's our life journey. The second type of love that I would like to speak about is the love of self. Um, Underpinning love is forgiveness. And without forgiveness, excuse me, one loses the power of love without forgiveness one loses the power of love so what if our our desire is to be able to be in the unconditional and spontaneous eruption of love that we just our love is just flowing freely through us it has to start with our own self love that we love ourselves how would love pour out of us if we didn't believe we were a vessel worthy of carrying that love. And if we are a vessel worthy of carrying that love, should we not be tending it? Should we not be in relationship with that? Should we not be care caring for and nurturing ourselves so that the vessel that we are is capable of carrying this unbounded love? The, love that is has no limits, the love that comes spontaneous, spontaneously through us, the love that doesn't care about the situation or the conditions or the individuals that are included, that it simply explodes through us. If that's the love that we wish to carry and hold for the world, which is so needed at this time, we have to start with our self-love. So we've talked about that before, but I wanted to look at the relationship of not only why it is that we need to take care of ourselves first, because then we feel whole and good and we should and put your oxygen mask on first. All of that is true, but it has even a deeper consideration. It isn't possible for us to be this immense ocean of love that we already are. We already are that unless we recognize that we have the worthiness and we have the capacity. And so many of us have life experiences that can give us the mindset that we have brokenness as part of us. And there's that beautiful song and poetry I know that's been written about, the crack in the clay pot is where the light comes through. So of course we carry brokenness. It's inherent in the human condition. It's not possible for us to have gotten to the age that we all are, and not have encumbered and encountered um, brokenness, it just isn't possible. So let's embrace that. Let's embrace the beauty that we have owned and earned through getting ourselves to this age. That we have the we have the knowledge and the experience of knowing what it is to be broken, and also knowing how to choose self healing and self care. The third area that I want to speak about which I think right now in this world and where we are is maybe um, it's, it's where we, we want to go from the love of the divine and the love of self. We want to go into the love of other. And so we have to ask ourselves, what is our responsibility for love in the world? What, what are we really responsible for? And I think that love can be action that taking responsibility to see our world holding the qualities of respect and honesty and compassion and empathy, and ultimately love for one another regardless of social standing, gender, race, and that all of the qualities that make us different from one another are part of the solution because we hold collectively in humanity, we hold all of the attributes and all of the qualities that are necessary for peace and love on this planet. It's not That's not relegated to only certain individuals. We each have a piece of that. We are all activists. In the healing of this planet, we are all activists. That's to say that we are all active. We move, we generate, we create. That's what we do. We do that on behalf of ourselves and our families. And it's incumbent upon us to do that on behalf of this planet. At this time, it's incumbent upon us to look at love for other and for this planet as one of our primary responsibilities. If you want to be a beacon of love in this way, we have to extend beyond our comfort zone. We have to step in. Many of you are already activists in the world in really beautiful ways and looking at social justice and looking at individual needs that are in your community and even the global needs and environmental. Many of you are already doing that very consciously. But I think we all have to step into that. What's our piece in that? Stepping beyond just taking care of ourselves and our family, what's our piece of the bigger whole? As this pandemic has brought us into a relationship, a global relationship, we're seeing so much more now of the whole of the universe and what's being called for. So on this Valentine's Day, I'd like us to take a stand and to put a stake in the ground for the love of humanity and to activate ourselves to be that love in the world so that we can generate healing amongst our friends and our family and beyond that. And I have just a few, just a short list of suggestions of ways that I think we can do that. One of them is to include prayer for all sentient beings in your daily practice, especially for those who are being persecuted at this time and who's, who are without a voice. And those who we need to pray for those who do have power and control because they hold love for humanity as a thread in their actions. And we have to pray for them. Prayer is so powerful. The second is to use your time in social media to include people. Don't just look at who your friends and what they're doing, but look at, follow some individuals whose life and whose focus is on social justice and for working into the world with the um, environment. There are some really, really brilliant people who are putting information online in terms of Instagram. I'm listening to some of their talks and they're really, there are so many extraordinary young, young people in this world who are go- really walking the walk. Take your time instead of just looking at, you know, junk, let's look at things that are moving and that inspire us and choose one area that you're interested in and follow up on it. Find something you'd like to contribute to, whether it's your resources or your time or your energy, whatever it is, but find something out in the world that you can offer your love and your attention to that's beyond you. It might be something domestic. It might be something international. It might be global. It might be environmental or social justice or health or basic human rights. The list is endless right now. Everything is happening online. It's so easy for us now to be a part of what's going on in terms of educating ourselves. Use your resources as your voice. Use your, resor- your resources to step into the world when we can do things now online and in that way. Use your resources to be part of the love that spread. Be a part of the solution. Make your heart heard. Be love expressed through conscious, thoughtful presence. And we can celebrate this Valentine's Day as the marker for our commitment to raise human consciousness beginning with ourselves and our contributions into the world. Happy Valentine's Day, ladies.